absence and presences have very primal effects upon us. Too much presences suffocates. A degree of absence spurs our interest. We are marked by the continual desire to possess what we do not have. The object projected by our fantasies. Hmm. Dangle in front of others what they are missing most in life, what they are forbidden to have, and they will go crazy with desire. Robert Greene. Welcome to Flourish, where we discuss how to live an inspired life, how to nurture, coach, and inspire so that we can have a positive imprint on the next generation for success and let their genius thrive. I'm your coach, Diane Planeden, and we are on a journey together of self-awareness and self-improvement with a growth mindset. So that quote from Robert Greene <laughs> sounds a little sinister, doesn't it? However, we are discussing the laws of human nature. So if you're new to the show and want to follow along, make sure you go back and listen to the previous four episodes. As what's really interesting is how this book is written. It's written in a way that the chapters just flow. And it's almost like a guide on how to bring out the best of yourself and others. I love, love this book. So make sure you do download each of those episodes to hear for yourself how the transformation is possible. Today, the next law we are discussing is the law of covetedness or becoming an elusive object of desire. Green discusses why the grass is always greener on the other side. Why we have fear of missing out. And why absence makes the heart grow fonder. This is actually considered a weakness. But it's actually a weakness that can be overcome. And is the next step in becoming the person you want to be so that you can have a positive influence on others and those you mentor so that you can build yourself up hold your head high and feel confident in every day so what is the next step here and why well now that you know your character and who you really are what aligns with your beliefs it is actually time to hone your skills at becoming an elusive object of desire. This is important because Green gives perfect examples, perfect examples in his book throughout history. But the one perfect, perfect scenario is that of Coco Chanel or Gabrielle Chanel as she was born because. She mastered mystique. She was a master at it. And this is further fascinating because she was born in the 1800s and placed in an orphanage at the age of 11. Let that sink in for a minute. Did you know that? Did you know that this fashion icon was actually an orphan who rose to the occasion? 
she was a master at reading people. And she also became a master at taunting people with something they wanted but couldn't have. She built an empire by controlling her emotions and developing her own style. It was very unique, the androgynous style, especially during the early 1900s. She was an ex excellent observer of others and was able to adapt to change. I mean, at 11, she was in an orphanage and moved around and around and around, but she adapted. She, I almost think she was a chameleon, but above all else, she trusted her intuition. And I would go so far as to say Chanel was a marketing genius. I don't even know if she knew what she was doing. But when she created, for example, her signature perfume, Chanel No. 5, it didn't smell like any other floral perfumes during that time. And she knew she had to make it, you know, something really exotic. This is how clever she was. She gave to the most influential women in Paris, the women of haute couture, a free sample to take it home, try it out, and talk it up among their friends. Wow. When people found out about this, they were lined up at her shop. They wanted that perfume and, oh, wow. Hmm. It wasn't quite readily available for sale. Yes. I mean, that was a calculated risk, but by creating the hype, by using those influencers to spread the word, Chanel Number no. 5 became the most successful perfume in history, sold by a girl from an orphanage in the 1900s. I really wanted to share that story with you because it provides a nice comparison of our modern day social media influencers. I know. You see, this is not a new concept. This is not a new concept at all, but one that it really helps if you can be aware of it. Because honestly, until I read Robert Greene's book and about the law of covetedness, I hadn't thought much about it. But now it makes totally sense. And Chanel became a trendsetter. She did it by creating the fear of missing out. So be aware and be an observer and see if people are using it and see if perhaps you can use it, not for evil, but if you can use it for your own promotional self and for your own self-development to lift yourself up. One final note about that. When Chanel's fashion reached the White House, and that was during the Kennedy era, she had, for the first time, I think, in history, become the first global, global trendsetter, global object of desire through her fashion. She understood people want something they couldn't readily have and created an air of mystery around her and her brand. However, 
uh, in talking about this current social media influencer day and age, it's a little bit out of focus. I'm just going to say we've lost the focus of the mystery because we're constantly inundated with advertising and shocking news to get our attention. What we really want is to be left to our own imagination. There should be something left to the imagination to create the mystery. There's, I'm just going to say for lack of a better word, so much spam going on there. I mean, everyone's just throwing darts, trying to get your attention and hoping they shock you into following them or something. I don't know. <laughs> but by imagining what we can be, we are creating our own reality. And a few episodes ago, I did talk about how perception, your own perception, is your own reality. And that's why you need to leave something to the imagination, something alluring, something to look forward to. That is why the grass is greener on the other side until you get a little bit closer. And then you got to sort of <laughs> re-navigate your, your direction. The question remains, how do you become an object of desire? Green, thankfully, provides three tips on this strategy because I'm going to say this was really hard to grasp for the average bear. And I know I talk a lot in idioms, so if you need any clarification, let me know. But number one, he says know when to withdraw. Think of movie stars and how they use their elusive airs and a touch of coldness to remain mysterious. We think we know them, but we really don't. They are creating the perception that they want us to imagine and only provide small glimmers of them according to their schedule. There are also elusive people, um, you know, form their own opinions to stay top of mind. That is why they're elusive. They want to stay top of mind. They want to stay word of mouth. They want to stay just in there, in the horizon, because absence, their absence, your absence, anyone's, makes the heart grow fonder. Because sometimes when you don't know what someone's doing, you also think about them. Green says, the more active our imagination becomes, the greater the pleasure we derive from it. That's really something to think about. Think about an example in your own life. Think about maybe something your child came to you with and went, oh, you know, so-and-so has this and I want that because of this. And then you can like, kind of just take a step back. And this works with yourself, your children, those you mentor, your employees, this works for anyone. It helps you understand when you're looking at the laws of human nature. Look a little deeper. Where is this coming from? Next screen says is to create rivalries of desire. Create the impression that you are in high demand, that everybody wants what you have. I would go so far as to say that Everybody wants to work with you too. Think about that. 
when you are not available 24 7 there's a fine line there you got to work with that but you know think of the latest social media app clubhouse okay what a crazy raging success that was and i don't know if they were doing it on purpose to become an you know object of desire but i'm going to use it as an example because clubhouse is an app that creates a space for people to have live conversations or people could be talking just like this podcast and you can listen in or maybe there's a few people talking or a few different point of views etc they made it that you could only join if you had an exclusive invitation with someone you knew or someone who knew somebody etc but they also made it a little bit more exclusive by saying oh it's only available on the apple not the android phone quite yet was that on purpose or were they making it a little bit more harder to get something you couldn't have if you had an android phone but oh you really wanted to i don't know but for our purposes i want to think about this invitation only a little bit out of a reach for some but then the exclusive apple app mm -hmm, this heightened the curiosity and it is new it's unfamiliar and everybody wants to be part of the club that that's a really interesting modern day example of just just holding back a little bit in a few different ways and the third item that green talks about is dangle in front of people the unattainable and it made me think of you know the proverbial carrot in front of the horse trying to get it to move forward to just get that carrot right you just keep going towards the carrot maybe that's a goal but the chase is very appealing to people the impossible the quick path to success happiness wealth health oh i can be thinner i can be richer i can be more fit quick fix the quick fix we get rolled up in that a lot don't we <laughs> but it's a draw it's a draw that's constantly refreshed renewed and to, to keep our interest to keep us going to keep us wanting that carrot at the end of the stick to keep moving forward i would also like to think of it as a reward system because reward systems do work regardless of your age and because you cannot escape the person you are you find happiness in the chase happiness in moving forward happiness in the community this is nothing new this is nothing new and i actually did an, an entire episode about the chase and it's called the pursuit of happiness so i will add a link into the the show notes for it but when you want to motivate yourself, inspire yourself, it's actually not a bad way of dangling something in front of yourself. You can also use that on others to help you move forward. You can help other people, your child, your students, your employees. If 
you do this, then you get that. Let's move towards that goal, that reward. It's the object of desire. And Green says, in the end, what you really must covet is a deeper relationship to reality, which will bring you calmness, focus, and practical powers to alter what is possible to alter. Let me just say that a little bit again. To alter what is possible to alter. Understand that just by knowing about this mystique in human nature, you can not only just use it for your personal development, but recognize it in others and teach your children, those you mentor, what to look for. But it's not a wishing well. It's not manifestation out of thin air. When you really think about something and you visualize something and you really want something and you have a goal and you are striving towards it and you know how you're going to get there and you know it's going to take time and you know it's going to pay off, that's what the law of attraction is. It's the positive energy, the positive vibe. Yes, you can have happiness. Yes, you can have success in raising your child teaching others whatever it might be and that's why the law of human nature is so fantastic because it goes through things you need to look for on other people and what they're all about the law of covetedness is an interesting one and it's a mysterious one so i hope that you try it out and actually i hope that if you are on clubhouse you give me a quick follow. It's Inspired Diane at Clubhouse uh, because I am joining, well, I've joined actually, but I'm launching a new community so we, we can talk to like-minded individuals about living an inspired life, about bringing yourself up, living to the fullest, living in a happy, healthy environment, and knowing that because you are here, I know you want to work on yourself. I know you want to help others. I know you want to be a positive imprint on the next generation and those you influence. So give me a follow. It's going to happen in a couple of weeks. I'll also put the tag in the show notes at Inspired Diane. And I hope you give me a follow because I think we need to explore this. And I really am sorry if you're on Android, but... <laughs> This show isn't going anywhere uh, anytime soon, so uh, if you're not on the Apple app, then uh, there is hope for the future that Clubhouse will bring it to fruition. But again, my example was I think they wanted to develop some hype on getting some interest on making just, you know, that carrot that was a little unattainable. Thank you for spending your precious time with me today. I really appreciate it as we continue our journey in understanding the laws of human nature. Remember to subscribe. You're not going to miss the, want to miss the next chapter. There's no way. This book is absolutely fantastic. And I know not everybody has time to read such a huge read. I mean, there must be a gazillion pages. I'm not sure. I haven't counted. But I also want to know what resonated with you from this show. Put it in the comments. Ask questions. Think about it. 
start thinking. And even if you don't have the answer, gives you something to think about because it uh, is the only way we can help each other move forward. And if you like the show, share it with someone you know. I'm sure there's others that can, can benefit uh, from hearing about this and talking about this. And now that I'm going to be able to be on Clubhouse, I think we can take it to the next level. So thank you for listening. And remember, live an inspired life and learn to create some mystery around you.